Super Talk Mississippi media production. The opponent preview series, we are basically in midseason now in a huge game for Mississippi State every year is when they welcome the Arkansas Razorbacks. That's been a game that has turned against Mississippi State the past two seasons. Mike Leach looking to get his first win against the Hogs this year. Trey Schapp from 103.7 The Buzz in Little Rock. We've had him on uh, Sports Talk Mississippi many times. This is his first time on Thunder and Lightning. Man, thanks for joining me. Oh, you bet, Brian. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. Getting ready for football season. You know, you know, Richard and, and Michael, man, all they want to talk about is realignment and expansion. <laughs> I'm ready to talk about some football, some real football. So we'll get a little taste of that today. I told you when we talked at Media Days that I'm high on Arkansas this year. I have them second in the West in my Media Day projections. I love Pittman. I love what he's doing there. I love K.J. Jefferson, just a to old school bulldozer quarterback, but he's a good quarterback too. He can throw the football. So I need you to be Mr. Negative here. What are your concerns about this Arkansas team? Well, you got to find a way to replace Traylon Burks. And I think, as I told you at SEC football media days, it's not going to be one person that's going to be, be able to come in and do that. He was a guy that KJ could look to in crucial situations when they needed a first down. More times than not, the ball was going to him. The defenses knew that, and he was still able to go up and make a play. So they've got to find a person, multiple people that they can go to when they need a first down on third and eight, third and six, uh, third and 12, that they can go to to get the first down because they're not going to be able to run the ball all the time in those situations, I know they're probably going to try and run the ball first because they've got a good stable of backs and even KJ can run the football. But Ryan, what I think is finding that go-to receiver that can go up and make a catch. And Traylon Burks was just incredible at some of the one-handed catches he's made. Uh, it still sticks in my mind sitting there in Bryant-Denny Stadium when they were playing Alabama and watching him catch the ball down the sideline and he cut back across the field and he outran every five-star defensive back that Alabama had on the field that day for a touchdown. And so Arkansas needs to find someone that can do that. And I know that's uh, easier said than done. And then you mentioned K.J. Jefferson, a guy that I really like. I've made the comment on this podcast a lot of times. If Dan Mullen were still the head coach at Mississippi State, he would have moved heaven and earth to make sure K.J. Jefferson did not go to Arkansas <laughs> and to come to Mississippi State. Just a, he, I mean, he just reminds me a lot of, of those Dak Prescott, Nick Fitzgerald-type guys that it can run, can throw the ball. But this year, with like you mentioned, with Burks being gone, it feels like he needs to find another level. You know, What is the next level for K.J. Jefferson? Well, I think it's to not try to do too much, but play within himself and play with what Kendall Bryles sets the game plan up for. If it's going to be run first, then throw, or if it's going to be throw first, and if it's not there, then run. If it's going to be knowing how long you have in the pocket, then run. I think that's where KJ can can be the guy that leads this team to um, a season that they want to have. And I will say this. This is the first time since Kendall Bryles has been an offensive coordinator that he has a returning starting quarterback back for a second year or for the year after he started a complete season. So that's something to look forward to. The relationship between Kendall, Kendall Bryles and KJ, I think, is one that is, is very good. And they get along well. They like each other. 
And he understands what Coach Bryles wants, and I think Coach Bryles understands what KJ's limitations are. Um, everybody has limitations, whether they are sky high or they're just above ground. Everybody has limitations, and I think Kendall Bryles knows exactly what KJ can and can't do. You, you mentioned Bryles there. I think that you know having him and Barry Odom as, as offensive and defensive coordinators has been a huge part of Sam Pittman's success, the, the way that he has has allowed them to run his offense or run his defense. Are you surprised they're still in Fayetteville after in year three here? It feels like both of those guys would be head coach head coaching candidates all over the country. No, I, I'm really not, and here's why. Sam Pittman can sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> he is a guy that can come in and go into a home and sit down and win over mom and dad before he even wins over a recruit and he's just so personable. And I think they, they truly enjoy working with Sam Pittman and the fact that they're being rewarded handsomely when it comes to the paycheck that they get every two weeks or every month, whatever it is that Arkansas pays. Um, so they like Northwest Arkansas. They like Fable. They like Sam Pittman. They get to do their job. Sam Pittman's not a micromanager. He's not in every meeting that they're having saying, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? They get to do their job, and, and I think it, it's it's been showing. And, yeah, they've rewarded Sam with, uh, you know, saying, hey, we're, we're still here. We're a part of this. We want to build this thing, and we want to be part of what you're building. The week before this game, the week of October 1st, Arkansas will host Alabama. Ooh. Mississippi State will host Texas A&M. I mean, these, these are huge games. Both of these teams are, are going to be, you know, beat, beat up, up just yeah. to say the least. I mean, even if they both win, they're going to be beat up in these games. How worried from the Arkansas perspective are you for a letdown after playing Alabama at home? Which, if I mean, that has a chance to be a monster game there in Fayetteville if Arkansas can do their early season business. Brian, I was looking the other day. If Arkansas starts 4-0, and we all think Alabama is going to start undefeated as well, mm -hmm. I was looking at the slate of games on that Friday, and I didn't really see a game that really stood out to me anywhere across the country that would have the magnitude of that first Saturday in October mm -hmm. than what would be happening in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Definitely a game day candidate, for sure. I, I would, uh, No doubt. And that's what I was looking for, because – the SEC nations already said, okay, they're going to be at the Cincinnati game to start start the season. Mm -hmm. So is that a game that they come back to, which we've seen them do that before, and have college game day there at the same time? I mean, I think the, the, the college football universe will be focused on that game if both teams are undefeated. And let's say Arkansas, let's say they beat South Carolina by three, three touchdowns. They beat Texas A&M by two touchdowns. They're probably going to destroy Missouri State. And let's say they beat Cincinnati by a couple of scores. Uh, there's going to be a lot of hype around that game, almost as much as when Arkansas and Georgia met last season. And I don't think this year Arkansas would have the letdown that they did at Georgia because they started with two false start penalties and they're backed up. This year the crowd's on their side in a game of that magnitude because it's in Fayetteville. And I think that's one where if Alabama's going to be caught early, that could be the game if Arkansas is undefeated. And then you talk about a letdown going into the next week at Mississippi State. 
I don't know that there really are letdowns with Sam Pittman as the head coach. I think he's able to get his teams up. But you talk about that stretch there, Brian, the 1st of October with Alabama and Fayetteville at Mississippi State. If they get that one, then they come back after that game, and then they go to BYU that next week on the road in the middle of October. So that's that stretch that if there is concern, has me concerned what happens. Say you lose to Alabama. Then you got a tough one on the road, Mississippi State. You might lose that one. Then you got to go to BYU and play at 4,000 plus feet, and you might lose that one as well. And then the season kind of looks like last year. You started 4 0, then you lost three in a row. You lost to Georgia, Ole Miss, and Auburn. And so here we go again. Are they, and, but hey, they were able to right the ship last year after those three, three losses in a row. If that happens this year, are they able to right the ship? They do have an open date after that game at BYU. I will see your month of October for Arkansas. I'm going to raise you Mississippi States, which is home against Ar- home against Texas A&M, home against Arkansas, at Kentucky, and at Alabama. That's the four month games in the month of, of October for Mississippi State. Just brutal stretches for both of these teams. Yeah, That's yeah. It. I mean, and 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 I think both can lay claim to the toughest schedule in college football. Oh yeah, this season. And when I you mean, when you look at it. Cincinnati and BYU is non-conference. I mean, that's brutal. Yeah, and Liberty was in a bowl game last year. Yeah. And they're a non-conference team. And and let's say Missouri State, yeah, FCS, they were in the FCS playoffs last year. Bobby Petrino's their coach. So there's a lot of history there when he comes into Fayetteville. Yeah, (laughs) think about that in week three. That's, That's something to watch for sure. This game last year in Fayetteville was a fantastic football game. couple of comebacks, last-minute drive for Arkansas, last-minute drive for Mississippi State that they just couldn't finish with the field goal there. And, and these mm-hmm. teams have played great games, you know, the 51-50 game uh, a few years back. Uh, Arkansas came down here in 2016 and put up 58. On, they, these teams have played a lot of high-scoring, high, high-flying football games. And that's not to mention what happens when Arkansas plays Ole Miss, which I consider every year the wackiest college football game of the season. I I always look forward to it because something always happens. What is it about the Mississippi schools, Trey, that you, that you got that you guys up there have these crazy football games? I don't know. I mean, border states and the fact that you know Arkansas wants to beat both of them because I guess they feel like if they can beat both of them, then they've got a chance at a very good bowl game. Um, in the years that they've lost to both of them, I don't think they've been to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. So it's just the fact that let's start with the Mississippi State. I think it goes back to 1998. Mm -hmm. Arkansas loses to Tennessee on the road in Knoxville when they were undefeated. Tennessee was undefeated. Sterner fumbles the football. Tennessee recovers. And then they hand it off to Travis Henry, I believe, all the way into the end zone, and they win the ball game. Arkansas has to regroup. They go to Mississippi State. Arkansas and Mississippi State, the winner of that game, more than likely going to go to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Uh, They both tied that year in the West. Arkansas had to suspend their field goal kicker, Todd Latterette, because after the Tennessee game, he got caught, I believe, with a DWI or a DUI. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. exactly which one. I don't remember. It was so long ago. But the fact that he wasn't there, helped Mississippi State because Arkansas had to put in their backup place kicker and Arkansas doesn't win that football game. I think if Arkansas wins that game at Mississippi State that year, they go to Atlanta and they get revenge on Tennessee Mm -hmm. and they win that game. And Tennessee might not be the national champion that year. 
So I think it goes to that. And then the fact that, yes, you, you do have some crazy games there. Um, but the really, uh, I guess with Sam Pittman, what gets looked at as of late is the fact that Mississippi State went down to LSU and just destroyed the defending national champs. Mm-hmm. Yes, they didn't have Joe Burrow. They, they didn't have some of their stars from that national championship team, but they're coming back to Starkville and all the hype over this. And this is the COVID year. The stands weren't full, so there weren't, you know, 60,000-plus cowbells ringing when Arkansas went in there. Right. Arkansas wins by a touchdown. Arkansas hadn't won an SEC game in forever, and they win by a touchdown. And I think you could kind of see the the, the 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 state players and fans kind of hanging their heads like, oh, my gosh, we lost to Arkansas. I think Arkansas was below Vanderbilt at the time. When you look at the 14 team teams in the league and where people put them. And so it's kind of revived that rivalry because Arkansas was getting beat by everybody. Yeah. You know, at the end of Belama and Chad Morris's two years here at Arkansas. So I think that, that it's become more of a rivalry. And I remember, I, you know, there was a tie game one year at War Memorial Stadium when Mississippi State and Arkansas were in the league. There were games, I remember a Brett Bielema game, I, I believe in 2013, where everybody thought Arkansas would win the game at War Memorial Stadium, by the way. And, oh, I think Mississippi State came in and won the game, yeah, if memory yeah. serves me yeah. correct. Correct. So it, it's just been one of those crazy things. And then you look at this old Miss series, and it goes back to the games in Little Rock and Jackson before they were even in the SEC. Uh, they played in the Sugar Bowl once, I believe. And just the the history that they are so close and, you know, they fight for players from each state, Arkansas and Ole Miss does, and even Mississippi State. But you look at the seven overtime game that Matt Jones won, and we had David Cutcliffe on down at SEC Football Media Days, and he said, if I would have had a gun that day, I would have shot Matt Jones. Just just to take just to take him out so that we could have won that football in the leg. In the leg. In not, the leg. Not, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. Head. yeah. Right, right. In the leg, you know, just to yeah, take one of his legs out. He'd probably still run faster than half of the half sure. the guys out there on one leg. But just, you know, just an, an epic, epic college football game. And then Cutcliffe was like, you know, what do you go tell the team after they've given it all they have for seven overtimes and you come up on the losing end? He goes, that's the hardest speech I've ever had to give to a team after a game. What, what do you go tell your guys? Yeah. And so – you know, that game was just epic. Um, there have been times when it looks like Ole Miss is finally going to break through, Brian. They're finally going to get to Atlanta, but they stumble somewhere. And then it seems to be five happens. Exactly. It seems to be the Arkansas game mm-hmm. where they stumble. I mean, I go back and I've watched fourth and 25 so many times that for Hunter Henry to even just think about heaving the ball backwards. There was no way that was even thought of in a, in a play. Yeah. Why would he even think about that? And for it to bounce right up into Alex Collins's hands, and then he's got a wide angle to get the first down, and then a lot of people don't remember. He thought, Alex Collins thought they needed to score on the play, so he tries to lateral it as he's going down to the ground to another teammate who happens to just luckily fall on the football past the first down marker because if Alex Collins just goes down, they're going to get the first down. Right. But he thought they had to score 
So think about that. His lateral, that would have been, that's the second lateral on the play. Yeah. What if it doesn't fall into a Razorback hands and Ole Miss picks let's, it up? Then, let's not think know, about then, that. So I think well, about that. I, a, I'm just saying, call. I mean, it, yeah. it's part of the game. And I mean, you look at the pictures, the steel photos where when, when Hunter's heaving the ball backwards, Hugh Freeze is over there jumping Ooh, up like we've got it one. Yeah. And lo and behold, it's like, it's like calling a, calling a putt in golf. Hey, it's in the hole before it's in the hole. So, so much fun to relive that game. Every, oh, every man. I get, I mentioned it. I made a, a joke to Richard Cross one time. I think it was when, uh, Hunter Henry's brother plays for Arkansas, right? Or at least signed for, with Arkansas. Is that correct? Hey, hey, Hayden Henry, his yeah. two brothers played. Yeah, Hayden okay. Henry it was a linebacker last year, but he's, I think it was Hayden. And I, I made the comment that you know when he signed, he's like oh, they they convinced him to sign because Richard May's like I wonder why he went to Arkansas. And I said they convinced <laughs> him that the, he would be allowed to throw one fourth and twenty five lateral a year. And Richard <laughs> Richard threw a a bottle of Clorox wipes at me. I'll never forget. Uh, that's this, great. This game, this particular game, Mississippi State, Arkansas, th- these are two teams. I think State's underrated in the West. I think Arkansas, th- I don't know if they're going to challenge Alabama, but I think they have a chance to be a Peach Bowl, Orange Bowl kind of team. With They'll a, take a, that a, right now. Oh, They'll that take David. that right now and not play the year. Sam, Sam Pitt, tell Sam Pittman I, I'm high on him this year. But I will do that. This game in particular, what's the key to it for you for Arkansas? Well, I think – and and this is obviously going to be the sixth game of the season. So let's th- let's let's look at it from that perspective as well, Brian. How healthy is Arkansas? How healthy is Mississippi State? You know, Arkansas lost Jalen Catalan the Texas A and M game last year. He already had a banged up shoulder. He broke his hand the first half, came and played in the second half with a broken hand, and then they're just like, "Hey, we need to shut you down." He's back if he's healthy and he's playing on defense and and at at the second you know the safety position. That's a guy you've got to watch out for. I think Arkansas has been able to shore up the defensive line, um, so that could be an issue. But one thing that that Mississippi State has always been known for is big offensive lines. And so I think, can Arkansas slow down the Mississippi State running game? Can they? They're going to be used to the tempo that Mike Leach likes to run because Kendall Browse likes to run that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's going to be an issue in the game. Um but I, I go, it's probably going to come down. I'm going to say this. I think this game comes down to special teams. And I think Arkansas has the upper hand because of Cam Little. And I'm not going to say that to spite the Mississippi State kicker who missed field goals uh, last season. But I want to you know, point out what Cam Little did after the game. Cam Little went over and put his arm around him and said, hey, man, keep your head up. You're a great kicker. You know, sooner or later, I mean, you're going to be in a situation again and you're going to make that kick. You're going to make those kicks. It might be that second weekend of October in Starkville, Mississippi, where he kicks one through the uprights and the Bulldogs beat the Razorbacks. I I think that game a season ago is why State went into the transfer portal to find a new kicker for this upcoming season. So we'll see. Special teams, yeah. In a close game, special teams play can always be a huge factor. We will see on – Well, yeah, I mean, and, and hey, Mike Leach threw him under the bus in the yeah. press conference, too. No, he did. He did. And he said it's time for open kicker tryouts. And he had him. He had him. So, yeah. we'll see what happens October 8th uh, here in Starville. Trace Shap, man, appreciate it. Really good stuff. I always, always like your time. And uh, thanks for coming on with me, man. You bet. Thanks. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.